What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So, jumping back into things, there's plenty to talk about. I will just start with some news coming out of Pittsburgh on Sunday. Some of you may have seen, but O'Neill Cruz is out four months after surgery on a broken ankle. So, O'Neill Cruz, the young Pirates star, broke his ankle trying to slide into home on Sunday afternoon. The diagnosis is in and it actually caused the benches to clear, but there was no, there was no ill action on this. There wasn't anything wrong from the White Sox side. It was just a bad slide. It was O'Neill Cruz running home and didn't really slide well, really late attempt to slide and his ankle got caught underneath him and ended up having a pretty bad break here. A fractured left fibula. And he ended up having surgery that night at Allegheny General Hospital in Pittsburgh. And now they're saying he's going to be out four months. Big blow for the Pirates, losing their star shortstop for an extended period of time like this. He's a big part of what the Pirates do on both sides of the ball. And yeah, for the Pirates, this is their first true test of the season. Because they started the season strong, they have, winning six of the first nine and earning back-to-back series victories. And that's a feat they accomplished just once last season. And the vibes have been great so far, but O'Neill Cruz's injury has real potential to squash that momentum. Because you can't replace O'Neill Cruz. He's a one-of-one talent. He has a combination of power, speed, and arm strength that you just don't see anywhere else. For now, all the Pirates can do is embrace a next-man-up mentality and try to match his production through a combination of players, you know, like a platoon or something like that, but it's going to be tough. You know, nobody likes to see someone gets hurt, get hurt. And O'Neill Cruz going to be out for most of the season because of this fractured, fractured ankle. In other injury news, Adam Duvall also got injured. He had been off to a flaming hot start, a blazing hot start for the Red Sox and stormed out of the gate as Probably the hottest hitter, one of the hottest hitters in baseball. And he fractured his left wrist while attempting a diving catch in center field in Sunday's 4-1 victory over the Tigers. And he underwent x-rays at Comerica Park immediately following Sunday's game. He went back to Boston on Monday for more imaging. And he won't need surgery. So that's the, that's the news coming out of Boston. But, you know... The bad part about this is that he hit the ground running. He created instant excitement for the Red Sox this season because in eight games, he was hitting 455 with 1,030 OPS, five doubles, four homers, and 14 RBIs. He was AL Player of the Week that first week. And, you know, he had a walk-off two-run homer over the Monster. Just lots of lots of great at-bats and fireworks out of Duvall's bat. And now... He's gone for an extended period of time. The Red Sox can't really expect, just like the Pirates, they can't expect to replace him with one player, but they're probably going to have to do so by committee. You'll probably see more Kike Hernandez in center field. Bobby Dalbeck has been recalled from AAA, so he'll be back up in the bigs. Rymel Tapio will play more against righties. Rob Refneider will get more at-bats. That's just the reality, but Duvall's looking at a possible six to eight week timeline for returning to the Red Sox. So not as 
bad as the O'Neill Cruz injury as far as time missed. So, you know, six to eight weeks, that's, I'm talking about two months. I'm going to be back sometime in June, perhaps. Moving on to some of our results from the games on Monday. The Rays have a 10-game win streak. They've hit double digits now. They still have not lost a single game this season. They beat the Red Sox 1-0 in their closest game of the year on Monday. A 1-0 victory thanks to a Brandon Lau solo shot. But now the Rays are the first team since the 1987 Brewers to win 10 straight games to open a season. I mean, this was the first nail-biter. The Red Sox put them up to the task, but but Tampa Bay showed that you know they were they're all about it. And I mean, running out of things to say about Tampa right now. Running out of things to say. They, they've run the table to start the year. I mean, you can't you you can't really look better than they've looked. Obviously, it's one thing to win games, but like I've been saying for the past several days, it's the way they're winning these games. They're showing everything. You know, pitching hit like this is a game where they didn't outslug Boston. And all their other wins, they've been outslugging their opponent. But this time they put together a a close victory. So you're winning close games, meaning that they have great pitching, they have great defense. Brandon Lau with the go-ahead homer, you know, and on the mound, complete, complete dominance. So first of all, for Boston, five shutout innings from Nick Pavetta. You know, the one run was you know hit in the eighth inning off of Martin. But for Tampa Rays, Jalen Beeks, two innings as the opener, then Josh Fleming, four innings, and Clevenger, Poach, and Fairbanks, one inning apiece after that. First place in AL East, 10-0 for Tampa Bay. Who knows when they'll lose next? We'll just we'll just take it day by day. Who knows when the Rays are going to lose? Because I don't. I really don't. Moving out to Cleveland, where the Guardians hosted the Yankees. The Guardians beat the Yankees. By a score of 3-2 on Cleveland. So this one was a big moment by James Karinchuk. You know, he stood on the mound roaring with his arms flexed below his waist like a bodybuilder. And I mean, this this was a big moment by him. Because he had a great outing after Shane Bieber went seven innings with two earned runs and four strikeouts. Mike Zanino, three for three with three doubles. A walk in RBI. Three doubles for Mike Zanino. I remember when this guy was was hitting like below the Mendoza line, hitting less than 200. He always had power, but you know, just was always super low average. The fact that he's going three for three in a game, I mean, that's something we don't see very often from him. He's hitting 320 to start the season. But why did I even mention James Karinchuk? Well, he got the hold in this game. Big, big moment there in the eighth inning. Two strikeouts in his one inning pitch to bridge the gap between Shane Bieber and their closer, Emmanuel Classe. That's your your typical strategy. Your starter goes seven if you can. I mean, if that's an old school thing. You don't really see that as much these days where starters go seven. But Bieber went seven. Then your your middleman, which is James Karinchek, bridges the gap to Emmanuel Classe, who gets the save in the ninth inning. And that's what we saw in Cleveland. Offensively, like I said, it was... Zanino leading the way for Cleveland for the Yankees. Glaber Torres stayed hot. Two for three atop of that lineup, hitting 387 here in the early going. So we're talking about him being one of the hottest players to start the year. A triple and a double for Glaber Torres leading off for the Yankees. I mean, I think low-key the Yankees are going to sell high on this guy. 
I low-key think they will in the summer because he's kind of reignited his value. But I could be wrong again because Glaber is a young player. He's 26. So it's one thing if a 26-year-old starts hitting again. It's not as if he's 30 and he's like, okay, you know, 31, something like that. Let's ship him off because it's only downhill from here. It's like, okay, well, if he's 26, he's just coming into his own. Let's give him a chance to ride this. Let's ride this for a few years with him, depending on his contract situation. Maybe the Yankees decide to do that. So I don't really know. I just know that they have a lot of faith in Anthony Volpe, and maybe they have other positions they feel like might be a higher priority. If they ship off Glaber, maybe they maybe get something in return. But I really don't know. I just have a, have a weird feeling they might trade him. In other news, Jordan Walker is off to a 10-game hit streak to start his career. So he can tell Ted Williams to move over for now because with a 10-game hit streak, Jordan Walker moves past Ted Williams into second place among streaks to start a career for players under 21 years old. Don't you love how I just snuck in that qualifier there talking about young players? But in all seriousness, Walker is 20 years old. This is very impressive. You know, it's talking about someone who was just in high school. He was a, he was a COVID pick. He was picked in 2020 and missed his first season of minor league ball because there was no minor league season in 2020. And this is a fast track to the big leagues. Zero player appearances at AAA, jumped straight from AA to the majors. And he's, he's just sunk right in. He hasn't missed a single beat, hasn't skipped a beat whatsoever. He's hitting 342 to start the season and to start his career. The only downside is the Cardinals are three and seven. So during these 10 games, they've been losing a lot. So it's hard for him to celebrate too much because he's going to reveal, you know, you have to be a professional if the team is not playing well, especially at the big league level. Team isn't playing well. You can't really celebrate that, but there's plenty to celebrate for Jordan Walker on a personal level, showing that he's getting acclimated to the big league level. You know, as, as a young, as a young player like that, young man, 20 years old, that's extremely impressive, but you know, you just got to, the league will adjust to him. They'll find his weakness and they will exploit it mercilessly. That's what always happens. So they'll adjust to him and he'll have to adjust back. But that's really good to see. Max Muncy slayed the Giants with two homers and seven RBIs. So the Dodgers were playing the Giants in San Francisco. You know, we know this rivalry all too well. Max Muncy mashing in Oracle Park is something you've seen many, many times over the years and two homers for him and the, the Dodgers finally got the thump they needed out of the cleanup spot. All seven of Muncy's RBIs came via the long ball, a three run shot off of Logan Webb and then a grand slam in the left field bleachers in the seventh inning. Both of these were two out RBIs or all of these were two RBIs. These came with two outs. That's a big blow to a team and it was the difference of the game. The Dodgers ended up beating the Giants by a score of 9-1 but Max Muncy, you know, had really been struggling in the early going. And I read a few articles talking about how they need to move him down on the cleanup spot. And maybe he heard the noise because he, he came to play on Monday night. Three for three with two homers and seven RBIs will definitely help you keep your job. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. And in case you guys didn't know, the Dodgers have Jason Hayward this year. So he started in right field, which means Mookie Betts actually started at second base for the Dodgers. He's going to be playing a lot more second this year. They started second, and Jason Hayward, you know, getting some at-bats off the bench, but he started in right. And I just thought I'd mention that. It's kind of interesting. Mookie was in second, then went out to right later on in the game. 
He was three for five with an RBI with sorry with two RBIs and a home run in this game. So Mookie also with a big game for LA. Freeman at first base, two for five, just continues to match. That dude is automatic. He is just automatic. I mean, year in, year out, you know what you're getting from Freddie Freeman. Just consistency. Let's jump out to Philadelphia where the Phillies destroyed the Marlins. 15-3. Everyone was running to the bat rack. It was just an onslaught. I mean, they were facing Sandy Alcantara, which they just didn't seem to care. They're facing the reigning NL Cy Young. And yeah, Alcantara had a very forgettable outing here. Four innings with nine earned runs for him. And Alec Bohm led the way for Philadelphia with three. Three hits, a home run, and six RBIs. Three for five in the game. And the Phillies were using a revamped lineup. They put Bryson Stott at leadoff. So two for six for Bryson Stott as he continues his hot hitting to start the year. And three for four for Trey Turner behind him. As a matter of fact, four players had three hits in this game. Every starter except Cody Clements had a hit. You know, yeah, most of them had multiple hits. Four of them had three so just one of those games like literally where you just run to the bat rack it's just and the fact they're doing this against Alcantara against the reigning Cy Young that's that's shocking to say the least there's lots of offense but the Phillies are slowly climbing their way back after a rough start to the season they're four and six now so two games below 500 but remember they got swept to start the year when they went down to Texas so they're they're, they're slowly making up for it slowly making up for it and last but not least, we'll jump to Atlanta, where the Braves walked off on the Reds. So Sean Murphy was acquired this offseason. It wasn't really a, it wasn't a low-key signing. We, we, we noticed it. People noticed it. But he's mostly there for his defense. And he's someone who can control a running game, but he, he can hit too. He can hit reasonably well. And he's showing that so far, at least with the power, right? So three for five. I mean, I'm saying with the power, but he has one home run. But let me let me have this. So three for five with a walk-off home run for Sean Murphy on Monday. You got the start in Atlanta, and that's what you're going to get with him. So if we go back and look at his numbers, you know, he's played with the A's up until this point. This is his first year out of Oakland. But first career, he has a 759 OPS. So you'll take that from the catcher spot. Last year, 18 home runs with Oakland. The year before, 17 home runs with Oakland. So someone with a career 430 slugging percentage, he does have some pop, especially for a catcher. So he, if he can hit you somewhere in the neighborhood, you know, 17 to 20 home runs, and also control the running game like he does, that's the reason why they went and got him. Because this year with the new rules, everyone's running all over the place. You know, all the you know, the pickoff limitations and things like that. So Sean Murphy can control a running game. You get him and bring his bat into the fold. I mean, you are you are gonna be golden. There's a reason why the Braves have won five straight. NLE's titles by going out and making acquisitions like this. Leading off for the Braves was Ronald Acuna Jr. He was three for five in this game. You know, he continues to have a strong bounce back season. So last year, he probably came back early. You know, okay, I'm not even going to say probably. He came back early from ACL surgery. And we saw he didn't really have his legs under him. This year, he legitimately has his legs under him, looks strong, and he's back to Ronald Acuna. So expect to see. Big time numbers. I mean, I could see him leading the league in steals. Remember when he almost went 40, 40 a few years ago? He could he could approach those numbers again this year because he's healthy again. 
Bryce Elder pitched for Atlanta. Six and a third shutout innings with seven strikeouts for him. And he looks really sharp. And yeah, the Braves get this victory. In 10 innings, walk-off home run by Sean Murphy. Five to four, the final score. So those are our updates for now. That's what we're going to cover for today. Lots going on around the league. More of an offensive day on Monday. Plenty of offense, but you know, we like days like that. You know, lots of talk about home runs and, you know, some high scoring games, except for that Tampa Bay game, of course, which is one nothing. But, you know, teams will regroup. Teams that need to, you know, brush off a loss will try to get back at it on Tuesday. We'll see if the Rays ever lose a game, but we'll have that update for you, of course, right here, same place. But if you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who'd be interested and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.